Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is WeD Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, July 19, 2021. The 57.1% of the Italian population have received the first dose of the vaccine and 43.7% of the Italian population is fully vaccinated. Considering only the over 12s targeted by the vaccination campaign, more than half Italians, to be precise, 50.2% of the Italians are fully vaccinated now. The regions who fully vaccinated the highest percentage of their population more or less are always the same. Lombardy, Lazio, Molise, Puglia and Abruzzo and always the same are those who instead vaccinated the lowest percentage of their population. Sicily, Calabria, Trentino, Toadige, Tuscany and Valle d'Aosta. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy, where is happening, what happens in other Western countries where the vaccination campaign and the Delta variant are protagonists, bringing opposite effects on different curves of which we speak to describe the contagion. Over the past seven days, with regard of the new positive cases, we averaged a percentage change of plus 103.1% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to COVID wards was plus 0.2% with regard to intensive care units. Instead, in the last seven days, the average change was minus 3.1%. To explain how much at the moment the situation is under control, it must be said that in the most difficult periods of the pandemic, the threshold of 30% of intensive care units occupied by COVID patients was always exceeded being that percentage the one considered worrying and alarming. Today, this occupancy rate is 1.8%. On average, in the last seven days, we had 13 deaths a day, with a variation of minus 27% compared to the previous seven days. But listen to this. Italy yesterday had three, three COVID deaths yesterday. The last time this horrible number had been so low, three deaths was February 28, 2020, when this nightmare was still in its infancy. No one could imagine what would have happened and the first Italian lockdown had not even started. Three deaths February 28, 2020 and three day deaths yesterday. This difference between the curves that for many months have had a similar trend is due to vaccines. For months, we have seen how the growth of infections was followed by the growth of the number of patients in the COVID wards, then the growth of patients in the intensive care units, then the deaths. Today, the first curve goes up again, the others do not, and the only credit goes to the vaccination campaign. This is why the Italian government is considering the introduction of the Green Pass as mandatory for entry into many public places indoors, although in this the two most popular Italian political parties, according to the weekly surveys, are completely against it, one of which is part of the majority that supports the government. These two parties argue that uh, it is not necessary to vaccinate those under 40 years, while the data show that most of the increase in new infections concerns exactly young people in the range 10-19 and that the average age of those infected today is 28 years value lower than the peak of last summer. There are also the first effects of the outbreaks due to the celebrations for the victory of the national soccer team. The regions with the highest incidence are Sardinia, Sicily, Veneto, Lazio and Campania, but they do not risk to end up in the yellow zone for now. Every region is in white zone now. 
Also because the government has announced that soon the parameters that decide the assignment of colors to the regions will change. In the short term, it will be based prim primarily on the tightness of the hospital system and the evolution of the vaccination campaign in each region, and not on the number of contagions. The infection situation is, however, better in Italy than the rest of Europe. In Great Britain, there is an incredible situation, with a population slightly higher than in Italy. They have 100,000 new infections per day. In Italy, we have 3,000. And the Prime Minister in Great Britain is precautionary isolation is in precautionary isolation for 10 days. But today, everything is open back to the way it was before Covid, without any restriction. And yesterday, the British Grand Prix of Formula 1 saw 120,000 people crowded next to each other, while in the final matches of the European Championship uh, last week in England, there were 90,000 fans attached to each other without masks, screaming the best situation to pass the virus. In the main European summer vacation destinations, new cases are rising and curfews and restrictions have returned, so that many Italians who had booked vacations in these countries have cancelled and are deciding to vacation in Italy. I don't know why they didn't do it even before, if you ask me. And speaking of tourism, for this summer one Italian out of two has planned a vacation, of this a quarter plan an outdoor vacation, a summer village or a farmhouse or a camping or a mountain refuge. 65% of those who plan outdoor will choose a seaside destination, 20% the mountains, with a strong presence of young people and few tourists over 64. The preferred regions are Sicily 16%, Sardinia 14% and Liguria 12%. The guarantee of respect for hygienic pre preventive rules of contagion is the second factor of choice after convenience for travelers inclined to outdoor facilities. In crossing these data with those of another research on the subject of tourism, we also know that three Italians out of four of those who go on vacation will visit one of the almost 5,500 small uh, uh, 5,500 5,500 small villages in Italy to combine the desire for tranquility with the possibility of enjoying larger spaces of freedom away from the cities or the most crowded tourist spots. In, in Italy, towns with, the less, with less than 5,000 inhabitants host 16.5% of the national population but represent 54% of the entire Italian territory. We are talking about landscapes strongly marked by agricultural production, beautiful hills with vineyards and centuries-old olive trees, farmhouses on the plains and mountain pastures, green meadowlands and flowering terraces. But the interest of tourists for small towns is also important for the search of good food that helps to save a substantial part of the agri-food heritage made in Italy, starting from the 5,266 traditional food products cultivated for generations by farmers that not only have an economic value but also a historical, cultural and env environmental value but also ensure the survival of the population even in the most isolated inland areas. 92% of typical national products originate in small Italian villages with less than 5,000 inhabitants. Made in Italy exports are setting one record after another and are excelling in Europe. The data of foreign trade in the period January-May 2021 show an increase of 23.9% of our exports in value compared to the first five months of last year. This is not just a rebound from a 2020 distorted by the lockdowns imposed by the pandemic, but a steady progression of our foreign trade that has been going on since 2015. 
It's as if the COVID-19 pandemic was only a brief, albeit unpredictable and terrible, parenthesis in the positive process that saw the long run of our exports stop for only a few months. Exports are growing in several product sectors. Our pharmaceutical exports are up 74% compared to the first five, first five months of 2015, while chemicals are up 26%. Also in this comparison, <coughs> ceramics grew 14.3% and furniture exports increased 17.9%. The sector that has suffered the most in general and worldwide and therefore also in Italy is fashion. The increase in the food and wine sector was 41.5% with respect of the first five months of 2015. Among the main customers of Made in Italy food and wine are the United States, which are in second place, Germany is in first place, but have recorded the greatest increase in demand with a leap of 14.2%, favored by the agreement on the suspension of all tariffs relating to the Airbus-Boeing dispute, which eliminated additional duties of 25% on exports to the USA of Parmigiano-Reggiano, Grana Padano, Gorgonzola, Asiago, Fontina, Provolone, as well as salami, mortadella, shellfish, citrus fruits, juices and liquors such as bitters and limoncello. Now, I know that every Italian abroad loves Alitalia, despite of the many economic problems that for several years have made this historic company a problem for Italy. <clears throat> the new airline being created to replace the long financially ailing Alitalia will take off on October 15, which is, which is first flights. The new airline is called ITA, that stands for Italia Trasporto Aereo or Italy Air Transport. But precisely, what name or logo will be on the new airline's planes is still unclear. There will be public bidding for the brand Alitalia, which ITA said it will compete for. Among its routes, ITA said it plans to operate flights to New York from Milan and Rome and to Boston and Miami from Rome. The hope is that this new airline will be able to function well and end the ooze that struck Alitalia in the last 10 years when billions of Italian euros had to be thrown at it to make it barely survive while it was losing market shares year after year. It's all for now, it's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci. Please stay safe and take care. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.